here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to These Guys Won't Stop Talking. I'm Alex. Johnny. Eric. And uh, we're three individuals. I just don't want you thinking like I'm changing my voice. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm Alex, Johnny, and Eric. And so, but no, no, no. It's, it's actually three of us in here. Um, these guys won't stop talking in my head. Yeah, that's that's a whole different. These guys won't stop talking, and I would listen to that yeah. podcast. Like I, I would, would too. To, like, these guys won't stop talking. You know. Um, so uh, we're still in quarantine. Uh, you dumb fucks out there that decided that. <laughs> You are not going to stay home. Welcome to the second, the beginnings of the second wave. You, thank you, of fucking idiots. <laughs> an even you. bigger wave than the first wave. Yes, yes. Yeah. even a bigger wave than the first wave. Uh, everybody's getting infected. Um, you know, the next stage is zombie apocalypse. So, congratulations, everybody! You give yourselves a yeah. round of applause. You guys all because have- uh, you have to have that beard that you can actually just have it at home. Yeah, just have it relax. At home. Yeah. I've been shit. to a lot of bars. I love going to bars, but it's not that real. It, they'll they'll be there in 2021 as long as the world is here. <laughs> exactly. As long as dudes <clears throat> are trying to bang hoes, they are there will be bars. <laughs> Bar, bars will come back. Exactly. Bars will come back. You know what I mean? Like it's bars. As long as we can throw out a, a ladies' night, guys will be there. That's just yeah. all. Like when all this is over, that's all. Like any bar, that's like how are we gonna get customers back? Just run ladies' night for every night for like <laughs> yeah. For like a, five months and like, like guess what ladies will show up and if ladies are there dudes will, dudes will show up it's like truck month it's like every month truck month truck month why right? do that and so um so this week our our subject is is uh it's it's a great subject uh we, we had some trouble coming up with some movies for this one but the idea is is what movie would you want to remake uh, with a different character's aspect? So, for example, hopefully nobody has this one. But, for example, uh, The Matrix, instead of seeing it through the character Neo, you see it through the character – you see it through Morpheus's eyes, like trying to find Neo, and then he finds Neo. But everything is – you know, you're following Morpheus around as, instead of following Neo around the, the entire movie. So mm-hmm. just, just a, same movie, you know, same concept, just through a different character's perspective um i can't explain it any simpler than that so if you yeah. don't get it you, you probably have covid and you're probably one of those dumb shits that went to the bar so fuck you <laughs> all right so uh last on first up compton take it off Let's oh see, shit see what you got right right off the uh right off the bat right, dude yeah right off the bat i like on you man <laughs> so i i I couldn't help it. It's one of my favorite movies, and I just thought, and it's it's probably too much to do this, but I do kind of want to remake Swingers strictly from Trent's point of view. He's in that, it a, a good amount, yeah, but he's he's the best. I mean, he's everybody's favorite part of that damn movie, and he's super funny. It's Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. in, at his absolute best. This young, thin, weirdly thin Vince Vaughn. We we we've, we've been living with. Uh, Delweyer Vince Vaughn for much yeah. longer. <laughs> he was the epitome of cool in that movie, man. Lynn Young yeah. Vince Vaughn. Was that? He was the epitome of cool in that movie, man. He was just. He was. Oh, he was just he smooth, was the, man. Super cool, the coolest yeah. dude. And yet, at the end, it ends on the perfect note where you see like the cool doesn't work for him all the time, right? So even mm-hmm. just a little bit beyond to just see like what it. How? Because you know that that's not the first time that's happened to him, but you know that he just bounces back and recovers. He's just like, screw it. Yeah, I embarrassed myself one time. Oh, well, I'm going to be – I'm still going to be the coolest guy. 
it's like all the time. from king of the hill <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it uh yeah dude that's that's a great that's a great concept because that was vince vaughn like his quick-witted and his quick tongue and like his smooth talking like instead of following you know old boy home you follow vince vaughn home and it's like right him. it's like the party would never stop you're like well, what happens to him mm-hmm. when he's not on like what is you know what is his actual job and then he goes around yeah. like he's a waiter and he's telling everybody he's a producer and like you know it's like he he confronts those they confront those gangsters they're all you know mm-hmm. they all end up fighting yeah and then next thing you know they're all at so i forgot who's apartment but they're all playing games you know it's like it's just they're back in Sue's apartment yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and it's like, what happened? How did he do it? Because like Sue says, like, oh, you know, Trent talked to him, uh, bought him some chicken and waffles. Yeah, and that that boy can talk. It's like, yeah, yeah but what, what what did he say? What could he have possibly said to these guys that like an hour ago Sue had pulled a gun on? Right, oh, shit, right. Yeah. And now he went up and talked to him, bought him some chicken and waffles, which, by the way, they were already there, so they probably could have bought their own, I presume. I'm, I'm guessing this <laughs> group of gangsters didn't go up and get in a booth and be like, Muh. Yeah, waiting for somebody to buy me some chicken and waffles. What do you want? I'm waiting for – I'm waiting. What are you waiting for? Somebody to buy me some. Give me a second. <laughs> we're, just, we're just here to smell the food. <laughs> we just like the smell of it in here. And he was clearly, you know, he was still talking shit to the guys, but like, yeah. he, was, he was calling them House of Pain. Yeah, but <laughs> but they, yeah. they weren't pissed off. Like he was, he, he just had the way of talking to them and not get them pissed off, but just joking around, you know. That exactly. Yeah. So you got to imagine there's further adventures of him. You know what? And him and because he's hanging his his main guy that he always hangs out with the whole time is Sue, and they yeah. talk about how Sue's like the violent one of the crew. So I mm-hmm. want to see the further adventures of those two when Mikey's not around being the sad sack. And I love swingers. Yeah, yeah. Mikey's yeah. Mikey's story arc is important. Yada yada. Right, but he's also like I. I'm at the point where I have to like kind of fast forward the part of the movie where he like, it's funny, but like when he starts making the cringe. Uh, oh, the phone, yeah, dude, that's hard to watch sometimes. Dude, it's just like oh, he's digging himself yeah. in a deeper dude. hole. The, yeah. the first time I watched it, it's just like you're mesmerized, but you're also like, geez, guys, just stop, stop leaving extra messages. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing? And now I just have to. I'm like, okay, this guy's this guy's the worst. Like it's kind of <laughs> like. As as time has gone on, I I thought more and more about like Trent was like the ultimate friend. Like imagine the movie, the first like sequence of them hanging out in the movie is they go to the casino. He sets up the whole thing about meeting the girls. He sets up the whole thing about you know getting the girls to take take them back to that one girl's shitty ass uh, little crazy oh, trailer mobile home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then she takes him to the back to bang. And Mikey ruined he Trent set this up for Mikey. He's like, he got he did the perfect wingman shit. Mikey screws it up and Trent doesn't even stay mad. I got homeboys that would have punched me in the face if I had <laughs> to them. Like for real. We'd have, we'd have squared up later, we'd have been like settled off later. But the first thing out of the, the trailer, they'd have been like, All right, you, I gotta get a free one and you know why. Yeah. Because I we I was I was in the middle of this. This was happening, and I set you up for it too. It's not like he led him, like he like brought him to the trail and was like, "All right, Mikey, you wait outside while I do this." He got him a girl that was into him. Yeah, everything was gonna work out, and Mikey screwed it up, and then screwed up Trent's thing because of it. To yeah. call his ex across the other end of the country at a random hour of the day. Right? What no, the he fuck? didn't call his ex. He called. He called to see if she left a message. 
Yes, that's right. That's even worse. That's right. He didn't even call her. That's right. He called his own fucking answering machine to see if she... Jesus Christ, that's right. So pathetic. Get the fuck out of here. Give me the Trent movie. Get the fuck out of here, Mikey. Yeah, it's about like an hour and a half of that, but I I forget who... It's Ron Livingston's character. I forgot his name, but he finally finally knocks Simpson to Mikey. Like, hey, man, it's like Manifest Destiny, you know? Yeah. Wake the fuck up, dude! It's, That's a great model. More than this, yeah, yeah. yeah that was a that was a good one, dude. That, yeah. yeah, that stuck with me. So. That that did to me too. It's like, man, like you know, he just hit him with over the head with like, hey, you're out here in L.A., you're partying it up. You got it, you know. Yeah, you're doing. You're actually trying to do some shit with your life. Like, there's people that have it worse. Shut the fuck up. Be a fucking man. And there's yeah. people, you know, there 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 are people that are that need to hear something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they're constantly yeah. living like in the in this pity. Like I, like you have a good life, but I don't have that extra thing, you know? And like for me, because my background is finance, it's always a person that's like, man, if I made just 10 bucks more an hour, or if I just mm-hmm. made $1,000 more a year, then I'd be okay. And it's like, no, if you can't manage, if you can't manage $100 that you earn, you're not going to be able to manage $100,000 that you earn. Like yep. you have to be able to manage what you have. And that's what Mikey couldn't do. Mikey was like, he couldn't see the fact that what he had was enough. And then, you know, it took his boy to tell him like, look, man, you're out here doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're surviving. You're paying your rent. And that goes into Dave Chappelle. I think Dave Chappelle had a story about telling his dad that, you know, because both his parents are scholars. And so he was telling his dad, he was like, you know, I want to be a comedian. And so his dad was like, you know, what do you think you can make it? And he goes, well, you know, well, how much do you make a year? And his dad goes, he goes, why did you know, I just want to make enough to, to make a living. And his dad goes, you keep that mentality and you'll go far, right? The idea that you don't have to be, you want to be a comedian, you don't have to be a million dollar comedian to be thinking you're successful. You can be a comedian and, you know, have a home, a normal home, a normal car, a normal life. And your job is the idea, your job is that you're a comedian and you've, you're successful. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have to have a million dollar paycheck to be like, oh, I'm successful because I'm a million dollar comedian. If you're able to feed yourself off of it, Whatever you do, you're successful, you know? Exactly, and so, yeah. Keep but the going lights back, on, keep the roof. Right, exactly. But going, you know, Trent's side is just like, yeah, I'm successful, but I'm playing it up. Like, he's living beyond his means, but he's still – it's – I got friends that are like this, man. It's like you look at them and you're like, there's no way you could afford your lifestyle. But on the sly, when you're not around them, they're hoarding and they're working and they're yeah. busting their ass and they're doing their thing. And then they come out of the darkness and they're like, Hey man, I went to New York. I did that. Da, 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 da. I got my Louis Vuitton bag. I got this, I got that. And it's like, when did you get all the money to do this? And it's like, well, you hadn't seen me grinding and storing all my peanuts to get that Louis Vuitton yeah. bag that I've had for 10 years, you know, or to get this thing that I've had for 15 years or to get this, like how long I've been working to get these things. You don't see their pantry is full of peanut butter and ramen and shit. There you yeah. go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, if you're listening to this and, and you're, you're a person that needs to hear that, definitely like look at your life. If you got, if your electricity is on, you got food in your refrigerator, you got a roof over your head and you yeah, got some yeah. money to spend on whatever activities it is, which is, if it's drinking beer or going out to eat once a week, you are successful. You won the, yeah, you won the lottery, man. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. watch swingers and watch swingers too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and watch swingers. And watch swingers. You know what I mean? You see, man, that's why you know it's the power of movies, man. You know they yeah. for someone that may not that could have been in the same position as Mikey, watch that movie. It probably shaped them the fuck up, you know. 
And that's what the you know, power of movies are, man. And that's why we like these movies. Yep. Yeah, definitely. No, like I remember when I first time I watched Swingers, I was like, am I, it like made me like, am I being a Mikey? Like when I'm around my yeah. friends, am I the fucking Mikey? I don't be the, nobody wants to be the Same fucking here. Mikey. Same yeah. here. Unless you're the version of him at the end where it's like, oh, by the way, like, you know, like, like you said, Alex, it is with a lot of people. You don't realize what you have. It's like, oh, by the way, this whole time you could fucking swing dance. Yeah. Just, just bring that up to your friends. You could have, you know. <laughs> And you know the I'm glad he didn't because I love the movie so we needed all this shit to happen in the movie but in in, in real life if like you, that was your boy you'd be like hey you know you could have just told us a long time ago that like hey why don't we go swing to the swing joints right now that's what's in right now yeah and if you know how to do that shit you'll meet girls girls love the guy that can fucking dance are you yeah. kidding me like we we'll just you know let you cook for that night that's cool like everybody everybody has their moment yeah right. I remember right. I had a homeboy had a homeboy still have a homeboy jeff pines uh, shout out to my boy jeff um like the moment that i remember we were already like the closest and shit but like the moment i specifically remember when i was like yo like jeff's kind of my trent because there's a, the scene in in the movie where like there were multiple scenes where you could tell trent is like really looking after mikey and there was a night where like this because jeff you you know jeff uh, yeah, Alex. yeah i think you might have met him before once uh eric but i know you, you know him alex mm-hmm. jeff's like you know, pretty boy style, or at least he used to be. Now he's a dad, so now like, oh, I see, he's a fucking dad. Like, turn into a dad, you can't be a you know, pretty boy cool guy anymore. Right, right. But like back in the day, we were all single and shit. We went out one night, and Jeff was always the guy who like got the hottest chick in the spot, and blah blah blah. And you know, I'm the guy who's like his friend, so it's always I always feel like I'm the I'm the you know the support guy. I'm the you know, hey man, you know, you, you need me to go get your chick some water or something. I don't know, <laughs> water boy or some shit. And so, and so then like we went out one night and he saw this chick come in and like she was like the baddest chick and he was like, yep. So that's the one I'm gonna pick for the night. That's who I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get with her. And she came up to me and was like immediately like, hey, you know, I think you're handsome. Do you want to dance? And I don't know shit about dance, but I was like, shit, I'll fucking try. <laughs> and immediately Jeff was just in my corner. Like there was no hating. There was no like, oh, so you just gonna try and go after the chick? I was gonna go after cop, I guess. Right. Like, immediately he was like, yo, you need to go like dance with her. What are you doing? Like, do you need to, you know, me to help you out with getting the drinks, whatever, blah blah blah. And I remember I drove him that night, and she was like, hey, do you want to come home? And I was like, I, you know, I drove my homeboy, you know, and he was trying to go home. He ended up moving on to just a different chick because that's how he did back then. If if his if his lady's listening, that's all in the past. Anyway. So he was like moving on to the different chick. And so I was like, yo, like, you know, I, I drove him. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like thinking I got to help him drive to the other chick's house or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so this whole night ended up getting all crazy. It's normal. But I told him about that later. He was like, dog, like if that ever happens again, I'll find a fucking ride. Like you do you don't let me stand in the way. And I was like, holy shit. Like I'm the fucking Mikey. He's the fucking Trent. And like, he's really <laughs> looking out for me. <laughs> this, is, this is how I know this is my guy. Cause like, he's not going to be over here like trying to sabotage my shit. He knows that I need that win. That so, was I, know, I ran into that like same situation. Said, the power yeah. Of I yeah, I ran to definitely ran to the same situation uh with that whole thing. It's like we were out on Sixth Street and there was this uh this chick that was in the in the club and can you guys hear that? Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> it's all good. I've heard worse okay. on podcasts before. All right. Never mind. I've heard it's crazy. Taken care of. All right. <laughs> so uh but yeah, I was out on Sixth Street and I saw this chick and it was just, you know, she was banging, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, nah, it's out of my league. I'm a league. And my boy, my boy basically, no, not basically. My boy literally told me, he was like, dude, you're a fucking bear and you got these claws. And I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you the speech. He yes. gave me the speech. And it was, that's all he had to say. It was like, you're a bear, you got these fucking claws. And then my other boy was just like, dude, the worst thing she can say is no. 
So worst mm-hmm. you should say, you know, your life is going to go on. And so that gave me the boost to kind of do that. But the biggest thing that I had that, that in my life that, that I related to the most was when Mikey told his ex, Hey, hold on. I got somebody else in the other line. I'll call mm-hmm. you when you get back into the, like that moment where it's like, you finally are just like, you know what? I ain't worried about you anymore. And it's that moment where that person is like trying to get back into your life. And you're just like, nah, they, like I've moved on. You know what I mean? And so yep, you got I've, that. I've, I've transitioned out of this. Yeah. Yeah. So when that happened, I remember, I remember watching that movie for the first time. I think I watched it by myself for the first time. And then when that, that moment happened, I actually cheered out loud. Cause I was like, <laughs> I know exactly how that dude feels, man. Like I've been there like exactly that moment. Like you're just, and it's funny because he clicks over and you know heather graham's calling him yeah and he's just like no no i want to talk to you give me one second and so he clicks back over and you're just like oh man he's gonna leave heather graham like he's gonna like leave her on hold and she's gonna hang up he's gonna ruin this because he's gonna pull a mikey you know what i mean he's yeah like, yeah the way he's been the whole movie yeah and then you realize it's like all of a sudden it's like okay he's not gonna pull the mikey and then it's like boom you know that the whole thing happens so yeah, yeah it was awesome man it was it was cool I, that that's a that the concept of seeing it from trent's side is you're just seeing the more con- you're seeing like the somebody who has all this confidence but you get to see behind the curtain which is like yeah you know the thing that's it's uh you're not he's being i think his character's romanticized and it's like this you're just seeing the confidence and at the very end of the movie you see behind the curtain where it's like like you said it doesn't always work right yeah. and it's like the, yeah. the sometimes he looks like an ass you know what i mean and so yeah it's just kind of like, well, how often does he look like an ass? Like how human is he? You know, it's like, what is his kryptonite? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what, what is that? Fa- what's the fail, the, the, the fallibility there. Right. And then also I think it's, you know, the fact that he does legitimately care about his friends is like one of the, I remember watching the, cause I've seen it often enough. I've seen the director's commentary on the DVD, all that stuff. And I saw one of the commentaries they did with, uh, I forget the de- director on that one. Is it Doug Lyman? I think it's Doug Lyman. And he was talking about, I think how like, Vaughn told him we need a scene that shows you know we we need some scenes that show that really really and truly Trent's not just the party guy like he really cares about his friends so the scene where like they have the big fight where Sue is like you know cussing out Mike and Mike walks off like Trent uh, Trent Jesus Vince Vaughn wanted that scene where Trent gets mad at Sue for doing that because he like he wants to show that like hey I he really cares about Mike he's not just you know, trying to be the guy, like, I'm going to turn him into somebody like me so he can be fun to party around. Like, he really thinks Mikey needs these wins. He really thinks, like, yeah, I, I want to help this guy out. So I want to see more of that, too. More of the guy who's like, actually, you know what? I, I legitimately care about my friends. I'm not yeah. just always, you know, Mr. Fun Time or whatever. Like you say, it's the, you know, how human is he? And then also part of that is the, him being the good friend and, like, being the guy who's like, hey, sometimes I got I to gotta check my other friend because he's being a dick to the other guy. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's kind of cool. Like, I think most movies would have had him. He's like kind of the, <clears throat> he's the the lynch. He's the the epicenter of the group. Everything kind of seems to revolve around him. Right, right. Yet he's yeah. like the the you know the backup character. It's kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. And you know, coming from, uh, I'm the middle child, and and I I've lived. You know, my I I don't have friends. Like my oldest, I can't say like, oh, I knew this cat from kindergarten. My oldest friends are from high school, and I don't got like, a couple of those, but. I have lifelong friends that are from like my twenties. Right. So I met Compton, mm-hmm. I think when I was eight, 19 or 20 years old and uh, you know, one of my oldest friends and because I, I have this, I have, I had this upbringing where I was constantly moving my, if I call you a friend, it, it's, it's something special because it's not just like, Oh, 
you know, whatever. So, you know, I have this close group of this close circle of friends and I noticed that for some of my friends, they don't hang out with each other unless I'm like, Hey, you guys want to hang out? And then everybody's like, yeah, let's come together and hang out. And then if I don't call them, they kind of go hang out with their different crowds. But anytime that we get together, it's always a really good time. We always have a blast. And so, um, and Compton, you experienced this is when we went to the, the, we went to the whiskey place or went to the yeah. rum place. That's the group of friends I'm talking about. Like we, we all have our own separate group of friends. And then it's like, Hey man, I, I, let's hang out with let's everybody hang out. And so I, I'll call everybody up and be like, Hey man, you guys want to do this? And like, yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. And so we all get together and it's a, that night is this kind of like a huge night to remember. And then we all go our separate ways for a couple of months and then we come back again and do it again and come back and do it again. Like, I think Trent is that person. Like yeah, Mikey and sure. Sue are never going to hang out by themselves. Right. Right. Ooh. Yeah. But Trent Ooh. is going to be, is going to be that glue that brings in all these other people and be like, Oh yeah. You know, and then other people meet Trent and they're like, Hey man, wait, where, where's your boy Trent at? You know, he seems like a yeah. blast. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> cool. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it, it, that's a cool, that that's, that's cool. I, I would definitely like to see that movie. Cause I think that movie would be a lot of fun. And I think there would be a lot of hype, a lot of peaks and valleys. And yeah. the valleys would be like, wow, man, like that guy is fucking, mm-hmm. that guy did some shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like waking up just to the next to the wrong chick or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like the, like the day after, uh, when they, when they're in the, when they go get the food and he's like, I'm not going to touch this. I'm not going to eat this. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Gotcha. The next day when he wakes up from the hangover and he's like, Oh man, I'm such an asshole. And he's like making phone calls to people. I'm like, Hey, man, yeah. I'm sorry about, that. Sorry about like, that. Yeah. yeah probably know. making amends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going back to the restaurant and being like, look, man, I'm really sorry about last night. Like, like yeah, being exactly. all apologetic <laughs> and shit. So, you know, okay, Eric, you're up. All right. I'm going to, Go a little dark. I'm going to pick uh, Ajax from the Warriors. Such a twisted character, but such a badass. I want to know why the way – I want to know why he thinks everything has to be end in violence. There's something wrong with this guy that you just want to figure out what's wrong. Yeah. I want to see it from his perspective. Yeah. How he thinks everything is just justified. Why does he think he has to be the leader? You know, he's outspoken – but you have to admit his character is just badass. Oh yeah, um, total. Yeah. You know. Like so, yeah, yeah, that's a really good fucking pick. And yeah, Ajax is kind of the unhinged one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you say, he's everything. Like yeah, you want to know, especially because the Warriors is such an ensemble kind of movie. Like yeah. So to be able to pinpoint one person, and of all of them, Ajax is the guy that probably a lot of people really it sticks out. You know, people remember him. And you know they you know or. I don't know, you know, there's a couple of people kind of like that. I mean, you said, as soon as you said Ajax, I was like the only person I could think of. Like, it's got to be from the Warriors. There's no yeah. Ajax. <laughs> and there's nobody else in the Warriors that I could think of unless you want to like, I don't know, do one from the from the perspective of the baseball furies when they're coming up with the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow that's the best fucking idea that they came up with for the... <laughs> Should we be clowns? Nah, yeah, nah, man. Nah, fuck man. that. Clowns. What about a... Hey, we hockey's like pretty makeup. tough. We could be a team of hockey players. Fuck yeah, off fuck with that, man. Not. Well, I like Kiss. I like baseball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just notice one one character has the epiphany as he looks at the opposite walls on his room and one poster. He has like Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah. The other side, he has like fucking Babe Ruth. And he's like, 
Wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. And they show the melding. <laughs> I could do this. Dude, I found. Listen, we're going to Sports Authority. I got something to show you. I got something to show you. We're going to Sports Authority. Then we're going to Party City. Yeah. And we're going to merge these two ideas. The the Ajax, the, seeing it from the side of, of the perspective of Ajax, is, is it does make it a very different movie because his, his whole thing it is would. like, why, why are we running? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I don't think it would be a happy ending. You know, no. I think it would be a totally different movie. Yeah, totally and, different. Yeah. If he's, if he's running, if, if he's the one that's in charge of the Warriors, it, it, there is no, hey, we got to make it back. Uh, we got to make it back home. No, you know I mean it's like nah, man. We're we're this is where we stand. This is where we die. You know what I mean? And it's like that's a twenty-minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no there's no ending where it's like oh, you warriors are good, the best. It's like oh, you warriors. Uh, let's anybody want to plant a flat up, <laughs> plant a cross here for the for the memory of the warriors. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, we got the guys that killed. <laughs> we got the guys that killed Cyrus. And yeah, we, got, <laughs> we finally like, buried him. He, it wouldn't even be. It would be like, yeah, he wouldn't have killed Cyrus, but it was still he. Jax would have been like, yeah, we did it, and yeah, and, yeah, exactly, and, dude. <laughs> taking credit for a crime they didn't commit. Yeah, fuck you. What if I we think, did? But I think that movie, because like Eric said, like you want to know why he's so violent. So that movie would be, that movie would actually be like him going up to all the way up to the to the gang meeting. Mm-hmm. And then the gang meeting, like basically the destruction of the warriors because of him, would be yeah. would be your uh, uh, what do you call it your pinnacle, you know. And then roll credits, you know, basically, yeah. right? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like you're following this one guy, this one kid, you know. And that's and that's the thing about like movies like this, man, because they, you know, they they cast older they cast older people, you know what I mean? But um, when you if you look at the history of New York gangs, you know what I mean? All these cats look like they're in their thirties and, you know, 20, late twenties, early thirties. And you realize that they're all kids. They're all like 17 years old and 12 years old, you know, 12 yeah. to 17 yeah. years old. Like they're really legit kids. Um, I told you guys about that movie and I sent it to you. I think it, it was called like rumble. I think that's what it was called. I think I, I think that was the name of it about New York. It was basically like how the, the New York gang started and how it evolved into like the breaking crews. Um, mm-hmm. and so, um, you, you're, I'm watching the documentary and it's, you know, these, it's all these cats that are like, you know, six, two, six, three, and they look a lot older. And it's like, and then they start saying like, yeah, man, well, when I first joined, you know, this group, you know, I was 12 years old and, you know, I became a captain when I was 13 and, you know, and yeah. all of yeah. them, they're crazy young and they're crazy. Um, and so it, 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 it's, uh, Rumble Kings is what it's called. Yeah. Um, so if you ever get a chance to watch Rumble Kings, I know it's, I don't think that it's streaming anywhere. I think you may have to rent it, but it's, it is an excellent documentary about New York gangs and like from it, and they cover everything from like their clothes to like, there was, there was several black gangs that their symbol was a swastika and they were just walking around with a swastika patch on their leather uh, vest. You know what I mean? And like, that was their thing. Like, Oh, that's the 36, you know, 30, 32nd street Hawks or something like that. And it's like, how do you know? It's like, Oh, the swastika, like they had the Jeez. concept of it being like Hitler and, you know, yeah. representing, you know, fascism. 
completely escaped them. It was like that symbol was cool, and I'm gonna put that symbol on my jacket. Um, like, yeah, on my mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. In so, for the symbol. Yeah, yeah, and like how it was more about just throwing blows than it was ever about violence. And then it goes up to the point where a prominent gang member ends up getting shot, and then they have this huge peace thing, and then the gangs turn into basically to like uh, graffiti crews and then b-boy crews, and then mm-hmm. they started doing it that way. Um, but it's a great documentary. But to see, you would it would put Ajax as the idea that he's like 17, right? Yeah. That he's still right. a kid and not the fact that, you know, they casted the, 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 the character or the, the actor that they used. When you look at him, it's like, oh, that's a 20 something year old man. He's not betraying a 20 something year old man. He's betraying a 17 year old kid, you know? And so yeah. it's like, it's like with juice. I, I rewatched juice a couple of days ago and it's kind of hard to see. You're, I'm watching Tupac and like Tupac is supposed to be like, 18 maybe maybe 18 and 19. <laughs> yeah you know and he's, I mean? he's definitely like in his 20s yeah, okay. yeah. Like you know I mean? or something so you got to realize that like these are you're talking about kids man like when i was yeah. 18 years old you know i would you know i wasn't wilding like tupac but you know what i mean i didn't have any sense in me either like no if, yeah if i didn't have you know when i was when i was i started going to mexico to go party because i lived in el paso i started going to mexico to party when i was 15 like if if I was a drinker and if I was a drug user, I, my life would have been a completely different path because I was mm. in Mexico doing this shit. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. on the border, you know, living in a city and going to a school that was gang infested, like one slip up to the wrong direction. And my life could have been very, very, very different. You know what I mean? And so when you're 15, 16, 17 years old, you're not thinking about that. It's like, right. What a hose that. That's <laughs> yeah. basically what it breaks down to, you know. One decision can just mess it all up. Man. Yeah, big time, you know. So it's it's that's interesting. I uh the the perspective of Ajax because like I I think the movie, like I said, I think the movie's not necessarily them running away and getting back home. <laughs> I think it's you're following Ajax up to the meeting and then you're like, Yeah, he's gonna that's die. It. Like yeah. He's, yeah, he's he's the, the because of his violent leadership every the whole everybody's gonna die you know what i mean yeah yeah oh so, yeah that's that's pretty gnarly man that's pretty crazy. yeah it's not saying it's pretty dark man but it's just that character you just want to know what makes him think you know what what he thinks is right why violence is always right why it's always yeah you're part of a gang i understand that but when everybody else isn't on the same page with you when you're looking to bust a few heads along the way or try to rape some chick that's sitting down on a bench yeah. Why do you think that's just? Why do you have to justify that? What's wrong with you, man? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I want to dig into that brain and know what it is, man. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, in his the not so much his thinking, but just how he'll be there with his guys, his 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 gang. You know, it shows us that he's loyal at the same time. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'll absolutely. disagree, but he he will protect you. You know, like cowboy against with the war with the furies. He made sure, he got his ass kicked, but he made sure nothing else was going to happen. So, that's yeah, it's like his, his death would be like him protecting somebody. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he would die because he would be like, I, I, "I'm taking this blow for somebody," or, or, you know, "I'm going to turn around and fight these guys so somebody else can get away." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in yeah. my head, who was the kid with the satchel? Oh, uh, Rembrandt. Rembrandt. Yeah. The tiger. Yeah, I think Rembrandt would be. It would be him telling the story through Ajax. Like that's how I pictured it in my head. Like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you know that I mean? would be cool. Yeah, because you know he was like, the soft-spoken one. That I'm not even surprised he was in the game. You know, but yeah. still, 
he tried, yeah, he tried to find any way out, or if he sends trouble right away, he'd be like, "Hey, we gotta go." Yeah, and you he's know? and he's like telling the story, and like, I don't know, he's he's telling the story, and and, and he's he's telling it because he's the one that got away, and that's why Ajax is dead. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, he was smart yeah. enough to survive, right? But it was, it's still with the idea, like it's all it's also Ajax's fault, but I'm alive because of Ajax. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, you know what I mean? But he tells him, like, hey, this is, as, as, you know, Ajax was born to a three legged dog and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He, he meets his then his when he get you know, when he tries to rape that undercover cop. But, yeah. you know, still, I want to see something else with that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be crazy. All right. So, my pick goes to a completely different direction. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not even sure. Like, it does this is this is a great podcast because it shows like our thinking when it comes to movies like we usually could kind of you know we like this movie and hey check out this movie and you know you'll like this and da, da, da. so we all watch each other blah 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 but this is interesting because it's uh like how you guys interpreted you know the the task which was from a different point of view right Mm-hmm. So we got Trent, right? You see, you do Swingers, the movie Swingers, but with Trent's point of view, it becomes a different movie. Ajax to see what the, where his mindset came from, right? Um, mine is Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory, and I want to see it through the <laughs> eyes of the Oompa Loompas. Like- <laughs> that would be interesting, man. Now, well, this I- crazy <laughs> motherfucker. So exactly. So my thing is opening credits, right? And all you see is a bunch of Oompa Loompas in a break room going through the paper and then them opening up the centerfold and being like, this motherfucker's opening up the chocolate factory. God damn it. Dude, this <laughs> like, is the best movie idea. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's like you, know, you come in and Augustus falls into the fucking chocolate. They go out there and they do their dance. And then they go back, you know, they go back behind the curtains and like, there's a director and he's like, God damn it, Charlie, you missed your step from the third one. Fucking Willie Walker's going to be pissed at us. Oh, hey, what happened to the little fat fuck that was drinking the chocolate? He was yeah, like, I was going to say, and they're like, I was a little distracted, okay, because yeah. some kid might have drowned in chocolate. And so, <laughs> dude, okay. So I put the movie on because I got to work. Crystal has to work. And I'm trying to find something for my daughter to watch, right? And, you know, she's seen all the cartoons. She's seen everything. And she has an attention span of a gnat. It's just <laughs> But she loves to watch musicals, right? She, she gets entrapped by, by musicals, entranced by musicals. So I'm like, well, Willy Wonka has some pretty cool songs. And they're constantly singing throughout the movie, right? There's very few. Mm-hmm. There's maybe like five or ten minutes between each song. So I'm like, well, let me try that. Let me see if that will get her. So push play, movie starts. Now, in the very first couple of scenes, Charlie's walking by the chocolate factory, and there's a guy with a, with a basket of knives, right? There's another way to put it. There's a guy with some kitchen cutlery. It's like a butcher's knife and a machete. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on there. But he tells Charlie, anybody that goes in doesn't come out, Right? And so I'm, I listen, I'm watching that and I think to myself, none of those kids came out, right. not even Charlie, because right. Charlie ends up inheriting the chocolate factory. So yeah. none of the, like, they went in there, they never show any of the people leave. 
it became a very dark thing after that. Like it was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was <laughs> that movie is super twisted and super dark. And Uncle Joe yeah. will eat a fat dick. Because <laughs> there's these memes that are out there. And if you haven't seen them yet, they're awesome. But there's these memes and these gifts, and they there's a whole like Reddit conversation our whole Reddit page that's de- dedicated to the fact that Uncle Joe was a lazy piece of shit, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Now, now I always thought, well, Uncle Joe's in the thing, and he's in, the, he's in bed, and then he, like, gets up and he goes to the factory, right? Or he goes to, to yeah, to the chocolate factory with Charlie because Charlie wants him to go. So, watching the movie, and Charlie's out there delivering newspapers. He's going to get his first, you know, couple of quarters or whatever, his first payday. And so they cut to the mom who's doing laundry for people, right? That's her job. She's, she does laundry. And the, the four grandparents are in bed. And the grandpa's like, Grandpa Joe goes, you know, hey, where's Charlie? And the mom's like, hey, well, Charlie's out working. He goes, man, Charlie works too hard. You know, once I get better, I'm going to go out there and join him. And the mom goes, you've been saying that for the last 20 years. I'm like, this motherfucker's been in bed for 20 years. 20 years. He's only like 60-something years old. So that yeah. means he went to bed at 40 and yeah, never got out. retired at 40. <laughs> yeah, 40. I was like, yeah, life's too hard. He needs to watch Swingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was at 40 years old this guy retired. I digress. Back to the Oompa Loompas. So, <laughs> yeah, man, I just thought, like, like I want to see. That's because, hilarious. Because, the, you know, Willy Wonka rescues him from the, the island, right, or from the land, the Wampa yeah. land or whatever, and it's supposed to be full of, like, giant earthworms and blah, 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 blah. So I, I want to start. Yeah, allegedly, right? Allegedly. So I want to see either, like, an Oompa Loompa hearing the story and it either, A, being true, so going back to their origins of them being rescued off this island, or B, it being complete bullshit, and then him walking, <laughs> and one of Palupa's like walking with the giant golden egg, and he walks backstage, and he's like fucking Willie out there telling that same bullshit story. Bullshit story. <laughs> he's like, I'm from the Bronx. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, but then, like, it being like this theme park that people think, you know, but it shows them like putting makeup on and wearing the costumes and rehearsing. Yeah. getting the choreography right like all right (laughs) getting the choreography right like based around the expectation that one of these kids is going to have something horrible happen to them right and having to cover like a million scenarios you know what i mean like you know one of the kids is going to swell up because they're going to they're going to eat the fucking gobstopper or whatever right right swell up like a fucking grape balloon so we got a song for that like hey do Maybe should we like not have that as part of the the theme park? Sounds pretty dangerous for that kid. Nah, we got a song. Ah, all right, yeah, yeah, we got a song. We're good. We're good, man. We're we got good. a song and dance that covers <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. That I think that, that one. I think it would be hilarious. You just have to have, you know have different people that just kind of that's and, awesome. And not so much like um, you wouldn't necessarily have. Uh, uh, I don't want like young actors doing it. No. Nah. I want yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, if he was still alive, like, uh, uh, was it Jack Lenny? Oh, Jack uh, Lemon. Um, yeah. Oh, there you go. And Walter Matthau. Like, Walter I want Matthau. Him, Walter <laughs> Matthau and Jack Lemon, like, being the two main Oompa Loompas and just, like, fucking hating. And they're not even, like, the, the – they're not even the choreographed Oompa Loompas. They're just, like, the workers. Yeah. And they see, like – 
you know, they see the choreography again. They're like, hey, man, look at these two. This, the group of homos are out there again <laughs> dancing around. I'm like, hey, man, you can't say that anymore. He's like, what are you talking about? Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, Just fucking sm- chain smoking old Oompa Loompa. Old that's Oompa like, Loompa is yeah. not giving a shit anymore. Look, you know like, how many kids I've seen get murdered in this fucking chocolate factory, right? Telling me to be politically correct. You need to be telling fucking Charlie and Willie over there to stop murdering children, <laughs> yeah. right? Don't worry about me back here, what I say. This motherfucker's a serial killer and yeah. nobody stopped him because he's rich. Yeah. That would be cool if like, you could just have them divulge into who Willie really is, you yeah. know, because they're Psychopath. obviously so old. Yeah, right. They're they're so old. They've probably been there for God knows how long. Oh. Yeah, well, no, you know. That actually would really would be a good like dark comedy because you'd have the scene where it's like some of the Impa Loompas, whichever ones remain following, like they have to get like their performance evaluations with Willie, and everybody's like, Jesus Christ, this fucking guy, like it's terrifying. I got to go to my one on one for the month with fucking Willie Wonka, man. Like, <laughs> if I don't come back, all right, my fucking, you know, well, your body cam, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. Shit, yeah. This, this fucking guy, you never know what's gonna happen there if you have to go into his fucking room. <laughs> that's but yeah man it's that's crazy um that's but hilarious. that's that's my pick that that i think that that would uh that's it, it's good. just completely off you know completely off the path and it's like this background character that you're seeing is just kind of they play an important role in the movie you know what i mean yeah like, oh yeah you know what i mean they they without saying much they say a ton and then you know but just i it, you know me in backgrounds like what's going on <laughs> what's going on behind the curtain you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I want to see the Oompa Loompa working on that boat. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know what I mean? Like I, that's what I want to see. I want to see that Oompa Loompa work, working on that boat. I want to see the Oompa Loompa like they don't necessarily get uh, Veruca Salt out of the incinerator. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. like they're like, oh, she went to the incinerator. Like she's not really going to the incinerator, and he's like, nah, maybe I'll, I'll get somebody on it. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. like, listen, Bob, we'll get Veruca Salt out of the, the incinerator. Take her dad, and it's more like, hey, take her dad out of the incinerator so we can kill him too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like she's down there, sir, and bam, and he throws him over, and he fucking gets all chopped up. And they're like, all right, <laughs> how many does that make this week, Bob? And he's like, twelve. And it's like, God damn. <laughs> Oh like, wow, it's been a rough week. It's fucking Wednesday. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? You know, and how many times has Willy Wonka like the thing is is that you know, Willie had his he had his factory open and then one day he closed the door because some recipe got out, right? Yeah. Well he's a psychopath before, right? Because before he had regular workers in there. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe he killed the worker. Then the 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 Candy getting out is a fucking a know, cover. cover up, but he actually kills a worker and he's like, Hey man, I got this thirst for killing people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was sweeter than the candy I made. Yeah. And so, you know, he's like, I gotta go find these these mythical Oopa Loopa creatures. Right. <laughs> and they're not even like Oompa Loompas, they're just, you know, little people that are in the town that can't find jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and he's dude, like, he's the original candy man. Dude, straight dude, up, dude. Straight up. So that's my pick. That, that, that's, that's my pick. I think uh, because these we dove so, so far in, so we're only going to have the three um, for this episode. But I did want to talk about uh, some other things. One, so TV's in front of me, right? I got you guys here in front of me. TV's in front of me. Right now it's on the different pictures bullshit, right? 
but mm-hmm. I was going to play, I played a movie just to have in the background, no sound. And I put zapped on. Oh, and, nice. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Willie Ames like sleeps with the, the principal or some shit, like in the first five yeah. minutes, there's a yeah. scene where like, there's a scene where this is basically like the pre-porn movie. <laughs> like, it's like, there's a scene where the cheerleaders are coming up and they're running and like you can you know they they show they're showing basically what's under their skirt. But there's the old black coach and he's just like, yeah, look at that ass. Like that <laughs> <laughs> was like every movie in the early eighties. Oh yeah, it was dude. definitely an early dude. It's straight up early eighties movie. Every early eighties, like, like all the early eighties movies would. They have like a million HR violations. Oh, straight <laughs> like, up. Hey, yeah, you can't be, you can't be ogling the, you can't be ogling the fucking JV cheerleaders. They're all seventeen and younger, coach. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Why did we put him in those outfits then? <laughs> For real, dude. He was like the director's just beaten off while he's directing and just like doing coke. Yeah. Doing coke. <laughs> It was like just keep moving the scene. He's like, you you hadn't told us anything. The scene's ended. Just keep doing it. I'm almost finished. And he's like, what the fuck? Do I say cut? Yeah. Okay, we're done for the day. He's like, we filmed five minutes. We're done. We're done. It's a wrap. Don't worry about it. Turn it nap now. Yeah. Send that to post. It's like, yeah. The second thing I want to do, and we'll end this on a darker note. Did you guys you guys watch that the uh, Costa Candyman cutout? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, mm, that was awesome. But that is like, yeah, that is. It changed my perspective on like what the movie could even be about. Right. Like this this uh, updated version of it, which yeah. made me more excited for it. But also, it's like, man, this is going to be like, it has the potential to really do something kind of heavier. Yeah. I don't want to say heavier because the original Candyman, as much as we had jokes about it, it was already pretty heavy. We can right, joke right. about anything. Us yeah, three, yeah, we yeah. could, we can make, I can make, you know, I, I shouldn't, but if, you know, I could, you, you could show me Schindler's list. I could probably find some jokes. Definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> Passion of the Christ, you know. I'd be like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Passion of the Christ, I'd be like, hey, look, you know, come he on. Yeah. <laughs> He's that guy in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to find something. I'm going to find some, some humor somewhere, but like that, that shit was like, I was not, I didn't know what to expect. And then like, it was already just stylistically as soon as it came on, I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then it got into like, Oh, here's a scene of police beating a kid. And yeah. here's a scene of like a lynching and, you know, guy getting, you know, the one dragged that... behind the car, the truck yeah. and stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, this is fun. Yeah. And then you tie that back into the Candyman story. And it's like, Oh, this all kind of makes sense. Yeah. And like where they're going to go with this seems like even more intriguing now. It, it, yeah. uh, it hit me because I just seen, I just reread about the 13 year old. No, was he 13? 11 or 13 years old. Like the youngest kid ever put in the electric chair. Oh, he yeah. Accused, he was accused of, of stealing something. Yeah. That he didn't. Those pictures are sad, dude. Yeah. Those pictures are horrible. And if you, if you watch it again, every figure is a historical figure. So Emmett yeah. in there. That kid is in yeah. there. And it was, even though it was this paper cutout. I saw that kid's face, right? Oh, it, yeah. And he, when they put the the helmet on, he let, they let yeah. him, I saw that. I saw his face, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And that's when it, it was just like it became very real. You know what I mean? And I know yeah. it's a thing yeah. for, I know it's a you know, uh, it's a thing for the movie that's coming out. But 
it definitely changed like the entire perspective of it. And it was just kind of like, yeah, it was, it was just, it was so well done. Like it, yeah. it, if they have a category for short films, like something like short animated films that advertise a movie or what, I don't know what you would categorize that at, but it should definitely yeah. win something because that's, it was so imaginative, man. And it was so, yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. That is, it was, yeah. it was, it was like, that was real strong. Like you said, like, like Eric said earlier though, man, it's like the power of movies, you know, it's like, even just the the promo for a film, if you do it right, if you actually invest in it and don't just be like, oh yeah, we'll just throw together the standard kind of trailer that you know we normally would do and actually try to think outside the box and be imaginative, you can do some really cool shit and just tell a, a little sub story even before you get to your real story. And it can be meaningful yeah. and powerful and you know, people, you know, hopefully, you know, more more stuff like that, you know. Hopefully, you know, you know, obviously ideally none of this COVID shit would have ever happened, but I think that's you know, maybe some of that came about because you know you can't really go back and do reshoots for a normal trailer and shit so it's like okay what can we do this a little bit outside the box and different you know right right it forces you to do that so you know obviously it'd be a lot better if fucking you know there wasn't all the bullshit that's happening but you know at the same time you know it, it kind of you know i think it was socially like a like a very brilliant thing to do brilliant you know i mean brilliant yeah. especially the timing yeah. of it and everything it was, yeah. It was yeah. absolutely brilliant <clears throat> And if you don't so, know, you know, if it, you know, for people listening, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, look up Candyman, and I think it's Nia Da Costa. Yeah. Um, and she does a like a paper, an animated paper cutout um, really with cool. the mm-hmm. theme of the the theatrical theme of Candyman, and kind of leading up to how Candyman became Candyman, um, but using kind of using historical figures. Um, you know, haunting, beautifully done, hauntingly done, um, and and complete for being like an animation. I think the music, the style of the animation that it was done in, like it it all just met, it 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 uh, uh, melded together perfectly to creep me the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that was the big thing, man. It was just like it was, it was really kind of it wasn't hard to watch, but it was definitely hard not to be scared. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, something was, that short to have that much of an effect on you. Yeah, big time. Uh, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was it was dope. I I just thought that was like, that's like, I really I really uh, uh, Jordan's talent. I think if he continues to keep doing movies and doing the things like he's been he's done so far, you know, he's gonna blow people's minds away with how dark he can go. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, he's awesome, man. I think he inspired, you know, he inspired Nia to do something like this. And so I'd like to see the, the next person he inspires to do a, you know, a different type of movie, a different type of, you know, concept or something like that. But yeah, it was, it was just like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I sent it to you guys. I was like, I was, as, I think I was like halfway through it. I was like, I got to send it. I was like, I copied it and sent it off and then could finish watching it. But it was, it was amazing. Like to me, that was, that's what I love about movies is like stuff like that, where it's just kind yeah. of like jaw drop. Oh, yeah. Come across yeah. something like that. I don't care who, I don't care what style it's in. Um, I don't care if it's animated or if it's real life or, you know, if it's a comedy or horror, like if you can make my jaw drop and be like, man, it's such good writing or such good, you know, uh, uh, you know, such a good concept. I'm all in like yeah. 100% all in. Being 100% creative and not just, doing a remake you know it's just something just so original that's it's that's what i love yeah yeah you know and, can show and that I, imagination 
Yeah, that imagination is just awesome to have someone put that out there. It's like that's that's what I fucking love. That's why I love this stuff. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that that story that you have brought up, Alex, about the youngest, you know, that boy for execution. Yeah, yeah. That that's such a fucked up story, and you know, that kid ended up being up in the ended up being innocent. You yeah, know? yeah. Oh, dude, you yeah, that I came across that later. the other day. Yeah, I'd seen that story, you know, a few years ago, but just just this week, it showed up on my Facebook uh, feed, and I was like, oh, I forgot about this, and just reading the whole story all over again was just really frustrating, man. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, for me, it's it's like people are like, you know, you get people from different aspects of life, and you get them, and they say, you know, times now, or you know, from one perspective, they're like, you know. Uh, what are these? What do these people have to complain about? You know, people in, out there protesting, yeah. right? And then you got the other side, and they're like, are, "Are you serious? Like, you really don't understand that?" And I'm on that side. I'm on the yeah. side of, really, you really don't, you really don't get it. Like, you are you really that closed off and closed minded to you think that like, well, everybody has the same opportunity. You know what I mean? And it's like it's not the case. You know what I mean? And it's not the same thing. It's not, you know, me walking down the street is very different from somebody else walking down the street. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know right. me coming out of my house, you know, and looking suspicious is very different than somebody else coming out of their house and looking Dude, suspicious. Dude, like, after the, uh, you know, it's so funny because this shit happened so rapid fire. It's like, you know, it was like uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, who it feels like already is like almost in the rear view, you know. Right, right. And that happened. And then it was, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and so many others. But I remember, like, even after, you know, you know, Ahmaud Aubrey thing happened, it's like he's just, you know, out for a run. And then recently in my neighborhood, I was out with my dog and, you know, I was, I was running her cause she doesn't, she's a fucking brat and she doesn't want to just walk sometimes. So right. I, I was trying to run with her and I was, I had uh, her doggy bags. I just kind of sloppily, I guess, put them in my pocket. So I was running with her and I guess they fell out of my pocket. And then this car pulled up beside me. And as it pulls up, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, he's slowing down. And I didn't realize they had fallen out the pocket. I didn't know what the fuck's going on. So he's, mm-hmm. he's pulling up and I know he's pulling up to flag me down. And I'm like, already in my mind like all right you know point of attack yeah. point of exit yeah. which neighbors can i run to that i know in the neighborhood that i can be like all right you know they'll have my back am i near enough to them and then i look in the car and i see him and he's a white dude and i can tell he's like realizing that i'm thinking this and he's like going out of his way he's having to go mm-hmm. out of his way to be like putting his hands up basically mm-hmm. and be like hey and put on like a smile that's too big for his fucking face yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and like try to be like, hey, hey, you just dropped something. I just want to let you know you dropped something. All right, neighbor, and like trying to be like the friendliest white dude he can be in the moment. So like yeah. he's like, hey, he's trying to radiate as much. Like I'm not like the other guys. I'm yeah. not one of those. Yeah, but yeah. it's possible. And it's like, and then like after him, I was like, okay, cool, thanks, appreciate that. And after I was like, fuck, it sucks that it has to be that way. Like, yeah, man, just have to like. We can't both just have a normal human interaction and I have to freak out. And then he has to realize that I'm freaking out and go out of his way to like, try not to freak me out and shit. And it's like, fuck this fucking, this fucking blows. You know, my, my mind tends towards, I don't really comment a whole lot on this kind of shit online or anywhere else. Cause my mind trends towards a much darker place Mm -hmm. than I can, uh, I can express myself without probably incriminating myself in case something ever happened. So I always try to just turn it into a joke or something because like where my mind actually goes is towards something much more vengeful and vindictive. So it's like, all right, I just can't even say nothing because if I do say something, it's going to it's going to be something 
very twisted and horrible about what I really want to do to the people that are behind a lot of this kind of shit. So it's like, just say nothing. And, you know, the people that can be productive don't get in their way is kind of like the mindset I try to have on that. Cause yeah, I, I saw, like I'm, yeah. my, I saw this my very uh, awful shit. I saw this very interesting meme and it, it used the ending uh, crescendo of the Avengers. Um, basically Captain, it shows Captain America and it shows protesters and then it shows, uh, you know, the circles open up and, and uh, Black Panther walk through the circle and, and then it shows the uh, Doctor Strange come through the circle and when, when each one of them has a different title and so it shows, you know, Cap, Captain America's all beat up and everything and it shows protesters and then uh, Black Panther walks through and on his chest it shows um, uh, supporters, you know, or uh, what did it show? It showed uh, uh, supporters and then one of the funny ones was that that uh, uh, Doctor Strange comes through and it shows uh, the Amish, and then so, <laughs> and then it shows like all the other characters start coming through and each one of them has a tag and one of the tags that stood out to me was donators, and because I've been donating right mm-hmm. and I was like you know I can't I got you know I got this little girl to worry about I got my wife to worry about so I can't right. if I was just me I'd be out there you know I would literally try to be out there in the streets. But it's yeah. like I got to think a little bit. Also, I'll support those who will be out there. Who, you know, the the lawyers that are going to be fighting for these kids to get out and right. fighting for these people to get out and da 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 da. So it's like, you know, if you're listening to this and you you you're not out in the streets marching, but you don't have an idea on how to support, it's like you can always find an organization and donate some money to them because they're going to need this financial backing in order to continue. You know. Pressing yeah. the cops and getting people to speak and rallying, you know, troops and rallying, you know, uh, uh, or organizers to, you know, hand out water, you know, something, something simple as that, you know, all that costs money. And so, yeah. um, you know, yeah. donate that way. But it, it, and if honestly, dude, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to go real political on this one, but honestly, if uh, you're not supporting the protests and you think that they're all full of shit, just don't listen. Like, I don't care. Like, don't fucking listen. Go, oh, yeah, no, go yeah, I'm, I'm past yeah. the point now where I'm trying to like, you know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever been at that point, but it's definitely way past it now where I'm like, trying well, to be accommodating, you know, wanna, you know, yeah, yeah, like it's Enough. like, yeah, fuck yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah you like, know, feel like what I got to say then, like, there's a million other podcasts you can listen to, and there's, there's no shortage of podcasts that you could probably be listening to where the, you know, you can find somebody who, you know, is like, oh, yeah, like, no, these protesters, goddamn them. Right, so, right. <laughs> and they just need to look. All right, one bad apple. Okay. All right, that cop did something, but he shouldn't, you know. But still, now you're tearing up businesses. What, what the hell is this? You think this is the end to do the right thing? Like, yeah, kinda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, kinda, it, that, was, it, that was the point of that movie made fucking decades ago now. Right. And right. You guys still haven't gotten the point. What the fuck? At all. Yeah. At all. And it, it's funny because I I heard. I hear people, you know, you hear that argument. It's like, well, you know, there's, there's a uh, one bad apple, you know, or a couple bad apples in, you know, in the police department. And it's like, no, there's, there's more than a couple. And you may yeah. not, you may not be doing the violence. You may not be killing the innocent people, but as soon as you, you go, they kill the innocent, they killed an innocent bystander, but you're a bad apple. Yeah, as soon as exactly. you say, but yeah. you're yeah. a bad apple. As soon yeah. as you say like, no, I can't write on my partner because of, you know, for the police brutality, you're a bad apple. So yep. the bad apple isn't the idea of committing the crime or committing the violence. The bad apple is the person who covers it up, 
is a person who doesn't report misconduct, is a person who covers up the misconduct, is the idiot New York cop who's like, you know, you guys are trashing us and blah, blah, blah. You guys are fucking animals, uh, dude. They're allowing it to happen, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, that was that was an interesting speech. You get uh, tired of people saying these horrible things about us, and I was like, okay, yeah, okay. get the. My fuck thing out was of here. the thing was to me is like, all right, you know, I already started thinking about it. You guys know I, I write and shit. I started mm-hmm. thinking about it like in terms of you know, okay, if I have future characters latching onto this and referencing this, because he said specifically like he was talking about uh, the fucking piece of shit in in Minneapolis who who you know put a knee on on George Floyd's neck. Right. He was like, what that guy did was disgusting. That's not what cops do cops don't do that and so i was like all right so if you're saying that then then anytime one of these motherfuckers does something similar to that again then stop defending them like they're a cop because you're saying that cops don't do that so if he does it then he must not be a cop it's like you know this is an easy equation for us to you know to to follow here this is basic arithmetic if cops don't do that and you do that this is like the old school sat tests and shit or pre-sats uh, if you know all fucking meeps or bleeps, then you know whatever. If all cops uh, don't do this and this person does this, then they are a cop. Well, then apparently not. And if you're saying that, then don't be the motherfucker up there defending them. What you should be out there saying is that, oh yeah, that that guy's a piece of shit. Anybody who would do that is a piece of shit. Piece and if we got shit, any pieces man. of shit like that in our department, we need to start weeding them out now. Right. But you don't want to do that because you know you've got pieces of shit like that in your department. <laughs> So you, you're like scared to like go that to that extent and be like in fucking New York of all places. It yeah. was the fucking New York yeah. cop. Yeah. All which the is cops. like, yeah. Which is, Where you, this, know. They, you guys had your own incident of this yeah. prior to this years before. It's Half true. the reason why that didn't jump off as bad as this does, the weirdest, I've been trying to wrap my head around some of this shit. Right. I was like, why didn't this uh, blow up like this when, when Eric Garner got choked out? Only thing I could think of was that like people actually expected from New York cops. The only thing I could think of was like this happened this time, similar situation, caught on film, all that shit. Yeah, so, they're caught. They're caught. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just also just I think it was just part of it is mentally people are like, wow, that happened in Minnesota. Like we know LA cops are fucking, you know, they have a yeah. whole history of corruption in the Rampart scandal. Yeah. We know right. New York's finest and you know, anybody who's read about police corruption, they have those scandals. We know Chicago PD. The one I always cite is like the fucking incident of the fucking off-duty giant, big as you know, like huge fucking physical grown man cop uh, in uh, Chicago, off-duty. This little white girl, and if if he, he's doing this to a little white girl, imagine what he's doing to a fucking yeah. you know anybody else. This white lady who's the bartender wouldn't want to serve him any more drinks, and they caught him on tape going by. You can look this shit up. He goes behind the bar and beats her ass like she's a man, like he's throwing punches. And the police union still was like, well, we got to defend his rights to no, like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, The minute he, the minute he was punching, that was it, man. Yeah. You're not protected. There's no (laughs) extenuating circumstances. There's no like, well, you know, come on. She was, you know, those Heineken's were fucking 40 degrees at at, at the coldest, you know, like, you know, this is, this is, this is the part where this is the point where, so you're you're having these you know organized protests that are very powerful and that are that are still going on, um, and that have re, have have produced a lot of results when it comes to cops because you're seeing cops being charged with murder, you're seeing cops being fired, you're seeing departments you know being defunded, um, and look up when somebody says defunded, please look that up because it's not simply taking away all their money; they're just reallocating right. resources so cops don't have such a heavy burden on their hands and have to play have to do multiple 
things. You don't have to be psychologists. Which a lot of the, the actual legit good cops are saying, Yeah. you know, this is what we really need to actually do. Don't have the cops necessarily be the people that have to show up to an event where, oh, you know, it's, we got to handle all the mental illness calls or right. somebody's homeless or something. Yeah. There should be like yeah. other services for shit like that. Right, yeah. exactly. So the the what I fear the most, not what I fear, what I expect for the next thing to happen is that these cops are lined up and you're starting to see, you're starting to see cops, even though people are getting arrested, you're starting to see cops get more brazen and they're starting to be more violent. Right. And yeah. just out in the open, like, and maybe it's just being caught on camera because they've always been violent, but you're starting to see these people in, in uniform, you know, be more violent. And I think what you're going to start to see is that people are starting to realize like, like, we outnumber these guys. It's going to be very much a warrior's type of mentality. I was going like, to say, it's the fucking... Yeah. yeah where it's gonna our be, math is actually legit. Yeah, exactly, right? And so you're going to start to see, like, some a cop, you know, punch a girl on a beach because she, you know... Like, the latest one was, it, it you know, it was a, a white girl, and they, two cops went up to her, and they were like, here, blowing this blethalizer. And she's like, yeah, cool. So she blows in it. She pumps up negative that she hasn't been drinking because she wasn't drinking. And they're like, we're going to write you a ticket. What's your last name? And she's like, I'm not giving you my last name. I didn't, it came back. It didn't pop positive. Why are you writing me a ticket? And so yeah. she starts to walk away and they grab her. And there's two cops, two grown men take this, you Jesus. know, 120 pound girl, throw her into the sand. One cop starts punching her in the head because she's, you know, not putting her hands behind her back. I'm like, Ugh. there's a bunch of people surrounding him. Those cops. Yeah. And they're just brazen point, with it. Yeah, at, at one at, at a certain point, a cop's going to get in that position where he has his head down and somebody's shin's going to come right across it and it's yeah. going to kick the cop like a soccer ball. And you're when when the cops start fearing the public's retaliation, you're going to start to see a back down of cops. Right? Yeah, and more than just the camera shit. Yeah, yeah more than just the, the idea of like, oh. Because they don't care they about that, apparently. Yeah. You know, that's what's gotten to the – that's what's yeah. taking it to this level. It's like, oh, they don't give a fuck. You can film them all you want. They're still like, yeah, we're, we're just going to wild out anyway. We don't give yeah. a fuck. Because they, they have, have the, backing. Yeah, they have that mentality of I'm judge and jury. So I'm yeah, like, like the they think they're fucking judge dread. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's not the way to do it, man. And I will and that, say this: I did, I did read an interesting, I read an interesting article, and I read this years and years ago. It, you know, this had to have been you know, ten years ago when I read this article, um, and but it keeps popping up with all these inc- incidences, and it's like, uh, you know, people that have studied cops say they blame shows like Law and Order, and like, you know, uh, they blame they blame shows like or, or movies like, um, like um, the Bruce Willis movie. Why can't I remember it? Uh, Die Hard, like Die Hard where they show these regular cops like running down the street and shooting at a guy that's running away. You know what I mean? It, it, like completely unconstitutional, completely illegal. If that guy dies, it's murder, right? Because he's not posing a, a threat. But like these shows that show this kind of, you know, rough and tough, you know, like Law and Order SVU, you know, they're showing, you know, Ice-T being, you know, beaten up, you know, suspects yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's like, this is why cops they get you know these people see these movies they become cops and they're like oh well, i could do that that's that's what i'm supposed to do you know what i mean i'm like I'm supposed to rough up this guy and hit him over the head with the phone book and be like you know tell me where the girl's at and it's like it's not, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Police, aren't, aren't they supposed to be like reevaluated every set number of months i mean because if if i was a cop say if i was you know a good cop if i'm if i'm starting to have some of not being able to justify what's right and wrong. If I'm starting to feel myself be very angry at whoever I'm coming across, 
I, that would be a, a sign for me to step back. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, a lot of it has to do, it's like with, it's, it's, it's like with fighting, right? It, and, and it's like with, with like gun owners. Um, I'm a gun owner. So it has nothing to do with, yeah, with me too. This is not a political uh, statement, but it's when I, when I meet somebody who is a gun owner and they say things like, man, I wish somebody would come into my house. And it's like, yeah. have, you, have you ever yeah. shot at a moving target, let alone a human being? Right. It's not as simple as people think when people start to act tough and they're just like, yeah, man, I'll take my gun and I'll put it in their face. And I'll pull the trigger. Like you're not a killer. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're not, you're, you're not trained in that. You know, when I see uh, uh, when, you know, when they, when they had the school shootings and they were going on and you know, the, the big thing was like, Oh, we're going to arm these teachers. And it's like, are you going to give them tactical training too? Because that's what yeah. it takes, you know, mm-hmm. to take down a suspect like this. Yeah. But the cops aren't getting Without, that treatment either. The, the cops don't get that kind of training either. You know what I mean? Like they don't know about, you know, trigger discipline and stuff like that. Like keeping your finger yeah. off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Like those things, they're not, they're, they're not given, you know, they're given, I think somebody said uh, that they're given like two weeks every six months to do, you know, some type of assimilated training. Like, you know, military are given, you know, they'll train for, six months to go on a year deployment or they'll, you know, these guys are kind grunts are constantly being trained. Infantry are constantly training in the, in war games to keep them up to par. And even those guys get PTSD and get stressed out. Imagine just being right. some regular guy yeah. that you put his belt on and all of a sudden you have a gun and it's like, I got to go into these dangerous situations. So I don't condone any violence done by authority for the sake of being violent. Right. Right. Sometimes people, sometimes people that are posing a threat to your life need to be shot simple yeah. point blank. Right. Yeah. Be it, be it a cop or be it a, a regular citizen, but somebody running away from you. Yeah. At that point, that's yeah, not, you know, it's not yeah. a threat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got them on body cam. You got another suspect that you got their car. You don't have to run them down and, and gun them down. You know yeah. What I mean? You'll catch them. You'll, you'll catch them later. You'll catch Fucking them later. A. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not going to take that much. So, but it, it is a serious lack of, of it, it's, it's the idea that you're going to go become a cop and you're done training. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, that's when the training starts. That's when you need to keep training and keep going over different scenarios and talking people off of cliffs as opposed to pushing them off of cliffs and, you know, talking people to put the gun down as opposed to getting into gunfights. Like those, that's the kind of training that needs to be put out there. But you know, I know people that out of high school, like, oh yeah, man, I'm waiting to turn 21 so I can become a cop. Like, yeah, no, no education, no understanding of the Nothing. constitution, no understanding mm-hmm. of local laws or anything else. None of that. You know what I mean? And now you got some dumb fuck who you know is out there and he's like, hey man, you know, uh, you're out here with a protest sign. I'm gonna shoot you with my with my gas pellets, and it's like I have a right to be out here. You know? Yeah. 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 Like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna sure. show up with I'm my sure. fucking bow and arrow. <laughs> Did you see that shit? The bow and arrow fucking Yeah, guy? that guy. My God. And then you find dude. out later on that he actually has on his record a fucking uh, arrest for an assault of a peace officer. And it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you're you're the guy who should be out here telling the protesters, of all people, you, the yeah. career criminal yourself, you should be telling the protesters, uh, you know, hey, you guys are doing it the wrong way. Fuck off. Get the fuck yeah. Out. Yeah. And, and, you and, going, and going back to what Alex is saying about training, you know, that when you're out there that first day, that's what, you know, he's right. That's when it starts. And also at the same time, I'm sure 
everything you're possibly could have, could have been taught in the academy may not necessarily reflect what you're going to come across the day or the next day. Something different yeah. may happen. Yeah, there needs to be training. And that, and and training. Yeah, so tra- I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, just, I just hope you know that they really do train these guys because a lot yeah, of them are just making the wrong decisions, man. And yeah, we need like a a, a fresh wave of like new, better, like just a a, a kind of a just an overhaul of a lot of that. Like you said, Alex, too. It's, it's, you know, it's. It's you know defunding not to literally you know people think that people want literal anarchy they exaggerated yeah. of course it's no like we need to redirect a lot of these resources so that they're not a fucking civilian military right um, right yeah. for local law enforcement they're not walking around with fucking tanks and crazy all kind of other shit like because then we'll have these fucking crazy minutemen you know in, yeah and 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 civil and uh you know local areas you know and we don't. <laughs> We don't yeah, need that, man. All yeah. this escalation of shit. Yeah, these people walk around with AKs, you know, and ARs around downtown. Why, yeah. man? What are you trying to? What do you? People, what's your message? You people want to like they think that it's going to be cool to play. It's like Alex said. People, you know, some people think, oh, like you, you know, I wish somebody would walk up in here. You know, people think that like that a uh, fucking life can turn into Call of Duty, and that you know. Oh, if I get if I get shot, I'm just gonna respawn. Like, yeah. nah, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not how shit works. Like, I love to see. I love to see. You know, 500 pound dudes with a with a vest on, and their you know their AR hanging over their fucking panza, while their fucking panza's coming out of their Kevlar. You know, at the bottom of their Kevlar shirt. So I'm, you know, I wish they would come and attack me. It's like you. Do you understand that you would die? I wouldn't yeah. even have to kill you. You, yeah. your heart would explode inside of you <laughs> from the excitement. Of, from the excitement, you know <laughs> what I mean. And you wouldn't be able to get to, you know, some type of medicine that you probably need for your heart or diabetes or you know whatever. And yeah. it's like you're just gonna sit there and stroke out on the ground, you know, while some you know young kid takes your gun and then you know uses it, you know, for something else. But like you, I'm sorry, you are not elite you are just because you buy the shit at outdoor fucking national yeah. outdoor suppliers or yeah, get a license yeah. and automatically think it's you're right my friend got a my friend got a license my friend got a uh a, a concealed carry and i was like do you even own a gun and he's like no and i'm like Don't buy the fuck with you <laughs> yeah. what are you doing it's just like the fantasy of, yeah. of having certain shit or something i don't yeah. know yeah it's it's crazy man it's crazy it's like you know, I got a gun. I own a gun. You know, it's it's not on me. It's not loaded. If somebody breaks into my house, I have a better chance of grabbing a knife out of her drawer and stabbing him as opposed to getting my gun and shooting him. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is it, the idea of somebody coming into my house to do harm is a nightmare for me. But, you know, I have some type of training that, that allows me to defend myself and defend my family but it's not in wielding a gun. You know what I mean? And, you know, full disclosure, my dad was a Marine grunt. Uh, he was a Marine Corps sniper. It, he taught me how to shoot. It's not the fact that I don't know how to shoot, but I'm not shooting in a tactical type of, you know, situation. So right, it's, right. It, uh, it, it's, it's, just, it's just funny to me. If you can hear that, that's my Roomba being stuck underneath the sofa. <laughs> 
but it's in Spanish. <laughs> it does, wait, the Roomba, yeah. does it tell you that it's stuck? Is that yeah. what is it? Is it's it the Roomba you. saying help? Yeah, it says like, it's like, it's like, uh, Roomba, está aquí en la sofa, blah, 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 blah. And I decided to put it in Spanish and it's, it, it's annoying as shit. It That's always gets stuck in the same spot too. But <laughs> this conversation was definitely brought to you by that short by Nia Da Costa because mm-hmm. it raises that kind of consciousness. If you know what you're looking at when you watch that short, you know you you realize that it's not just random. Yeah, it's not just a random animation. You know, it's yeah, just no, it's, about historical you know, individuals. You know, the, the 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 guy that was dragged in Jasper and all that yeah. other shit, all that yeah. you know, very specific references. Yeah, this goes way back. You yeah. know, this, this goes way way back, and it's then it's about time that it's finally being recognized. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, as crazy as that, as that sounds, considering we're in the midst of all this madness with the pandemic and all the other shit. Right. But it's just crazy to actually see, you know, a protest that, A, didn't, you know, immediately just kind of like, oh, this lasted for three days and nothing happened. Or it's not like Occupy Wall Street where it's like, you know, what do we want? Uh, something. Yeah. And we want it. By <laughs> uh, lunch? Uh, we, yeah, I've got, I've got nothing. We're just going to occupy Wall Street for no reason, you know, like, because it's not like literally occupying Wall Street is actually going to change the shit that you want to change on Wall Street. Right. But this has, like, actually had, like, you know, momentum and, and progress and international shit happen. And it's not, you know, just immediately letting up. It's not like, oh, we just moved on to the next thing which is crazy to think about considering you know the biggest pandemic of you know the last hundred years is also in mid it's also going it out yeah, also yeah. going out. so it's this crazy. is it, it, i think it's you know thank god for the cell phone thank god for oh, you know portable recording devices and people that are like you know i'm gonna the craziest thing to me in, in all this right you know because as a minority we know that this goes on you know what i mean yeah. this is not this is not foreign to us you know being pulled over by cops and you know being you know seeing having you know me being pulled over by cops and and you know not being dragged out of a car or anything but having friends that have actually been drug you know drug out of cars and you know have bad encounters with police officers that are good people you know what i mean and not good people like oh he's only done a couple of crimes like never committed a crime in his life and he gets yanked out of a car you know because he's in the wrong neighborhood but to see the, the see cops be so oblivious that they're attacking they're attacking press and they're attacking yeah. Yeah. medical <laughs> workers and like like dude you know one of one of my favorite tweets that somebody put out was like you know if the cops did their job then people wouldn't hate them so much you don't hear there isn't a song called fuck the fire department <laughs> you know yeah for real <laughs> yeah it's, for it's, real it's, it's not like people just like oh we hate all authority we hate all first responders yeah they yeah. stand on their fucking car doors protect and serve you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, there's not even like a song for like fuck the you know there's not like a fuck the soldiers or something like no that. there's yeah, not yeah, yeah man not a, you yeah. know there's definitely there's, not that there's either. nothing like that it's, no, it's that these mean, these guys that like have like this specific you know it's it's yeah it's, it's kind of madness and yeah and i think the big part of it now is that the marches the march has become very diverse right from mm-hmm. all backgrounds mm-hmm. and that people they you know because the media is always kind of spinning it like oh they're right there's looters out there and we're going to paint it to the looters and not the peaceful protesters and now what you got is you got not only do you have camp you have you know camera phones mm-hmm. 
but now you have an outlet like YouTube and, mm-hmm. you know, other places where it's like, you know, Hey, in Minneapolis, there was looting going on. And then you have a million other videos that are just like, this is what happened in Minneapolis. And this is yeah. the cops were the ones that started the violence and the cops yeah. were the one. So now you have, or just know, some random motherfucker who like, you know, when it shits, first started jumping off of Minneapolis and it's like some rando who doesn't look like he's part of the the situation at all just decided to walk up and smash windows yeah yeah you know it's like, like I'm that. not you know the, I'm not conspiracy brother from fucking undercover brother but like some of this shit is like Dude. Man, it feels like there's some plants or something in here it, it seems or like the, that would be the cops that were like setting rocks they knew that the that the that yeah. the, uh, protest was going down a certain avenue and they were like piling up rocks and some guy was like what are you guys doing yeah, and he was like no yeah. suspect. But he, they're like, well, we're cleaning up the flower beds. He was like, that's not your job to clean up the flower beds. Why are you put? Why are you making? Why are you putting shit there? Right. Yeah. Here? yeah. So you can you know? instigate this shit. Yeah. 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 And then you there's can... like they had the pile of bricks that were right next to city hall or to the courthouse, and they were like, why are these bricks here? There's no construction going on. Hasn't been any gun. Hasn't had any construction in six months. All of a sudden, there's a plate of bricks. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now it's being it's exposed. Right. Now it's like that part of it is being exposed because before all you would see is you know, people protesting and then a brick being thrown or a rock being thrown. Well, now you're seeing people like, well, who, where the hell did that brick come from? Right. I'm, you know, I see it once. My assumption is they've been doing it ever since the beginning. Exactly. They yeah. you know? probably didn't catch them just as, you know, you have to always presume that with, you know, that's just like kind of the, the law of averages, right? Like right. we're catching them this time. That, that means that there's how many other times did it happen where we didn't actually catch them? Exactly. You know, like you, you didn't catch them. Like the only one time they did it happened to be the time they got caught on camera. Odds are that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's, yeah. It's craziness, man. It's, it is craziness. You know, so I haven't really spoken about it with anybody. So it was good to be able to speak to you about it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, you know, I speak yeah. with it in, 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 uh, in quips and, you know, little things here and there, but it's, it's good to, you know, I think it's good because I don't want anybody, you know, for the people that download this podcast or for our audience to kind of be like, you know, I don't want it to, to ever be confused that I'm on one side or the other. I'm, I'm mm. straight up. And like I said, it, it, for me, it's, it, it, you know, my neighbor's a whack job and, you know, wants Trump to be reelected again. He's a nice guy. I'm not going to not say hi to him, but I'm definitely not going to be like, Hey, why don't you come over and have dinner? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I judge you on your character and your this idea that, you know, well, you can have a different political uh, opinion than me and we can still be friends. Yes, that's absolutely true. You can be a Republican and I can be a liberal and you can be conservative and we and you can still be friends. We can have differences on the way economics work. We can have differences on how policies or money should be distributed to, uh, it's to society on a whole, but we can have a difference. We can't have a difference on equality. We can't have a difference right. on yeah. equal right. justice. We can't have a difference on how you should treat a human being because if that I won't t- that that I can't be your friend because you're just not a good person. Yeah, at that point. I won't yeah. tolerate that either. Yeah. I mean, I was you know I I've been profiled. I've been beat up by skinheads back in high school, you know, and but it didn't make me change one bit, man. I'm still gonna have love for whoever, man. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah, fuck those guys that jumped me and whatever, but I'm, it's not going to change me to hate a certain race. You know, I love everybody, man. You know, yeah. it's just the way to do it, dude. You know, that's all, that's all it is. But unfortunately, just some people out there just yeah, don't, don't aren't on the same page. Yeah, that's, that, yep. 
It's and I'm at, I'm at the point right now where I'm like, kind of like, you know what, the, the people that can't be even kind of, we can't bridge the gap on some of the shit. It's just kind of hopeless at that level on yeah. some of that shit. So like you said earlier, you know, if, if it's, you know, how you feel about certain things and, you know, if you didn't, didn't like where the conversation steered here, then, you know, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a big we're bag about of love, shit. man. That's yeah. what we're about, man. Yeah. yeah. A big bag of shit. I'm definitely a believer in Bob Marley that love can heal all. So on that note, love everybody that you guys come across. I don't care what skin color or what financial background they have or what status that they're in or what part of the world they're in. You know, uh, uh, give somebody a hug, shake yeah. their hand, even during, you know, well, you know, do Well, the, yeah, don't necessarily, you know. Do the, uh, what was it, the. Not the Keep your social distance, but. Yeah. What's that? with your mind and heart. What's the Stallone, uh, the Stallone Snipes movie? Uh, demolition, oh, demolition man, man. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The high five demolition. <laughs> yeah, you gotta the high have five demolition, some and hopefully sometime in January. Intimacy and shit, yeah, yeah. So hopefully sometime in November or January we can start dapping it up and hugging each other right. again. Amen. But uh, yeah, dude. you know, we don't always go political, but now that we have, you know where we stand, and uh, and if you don't like it, go eat a bag of dicks. And on that note, I'm Alex. <laughs> Eric. And this is these guys won't stop talking literally this time. <laughs> yeah. hey, and y'all stay away from the bars, man. We got this shit yeah, for real. Team, man. Come on, man. come on. <laughs> Honestly, order some fucking shit on HEB and then call it a day. Come there on, you go. Anyway. All right, guys, we are out. All right. Wait. <laughs>